Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Seventy-four today. It's twelve thirty-five at Edmonton. Just before we get to Elliot Freeman for Mid City Construction, let's uh, re-engage our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, the sixteen and five, nor the uh, uh, two eleven and two uh, stretches. The Oilers are neither of the, the extremes they have shown. They are a five hundred team, one of four or five teams fighting for a wild card spot with two of the world's best players, twenty six million in cap space this past summer, and a team that fought for the division title in recent years. That shouldn't be considered anywhere near good enough. That one comes to us from Craiger out west. It ain't. It's a frustrated time for the fans, and we all get it. Uh, so we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Be joined courtesy of Mid-City Construction. Mid-City is currently seeking a senior accountant to join their ranks. Go uh, to indeed.ca and search for Mid-City today. We welcome back to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, one of the most plugged-in men in the business, Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How are you doing? Bob, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'll see if I have any teeth left by the end of the show, but uh, we'll see. It's, it's, uh, it's. You know what? There's wonderful passion out there, and completely understandable. You go through a stretch like that, and uh, have the sort of second and third period like the Oilers had in last night's game, and it's gonna, it, the heat's gonna be on. It's just the way it is. And look, it's the passion of these hockey fans that we're all employed, right? So hundred percent. Yeah, I think there's some I got, people that I sometimes. I think that there's sometimes people that actually work in our business, Elliot, that forget that number one, it's a privilege to work in this business, and number two, mm-hmm. that because a team, you know, a, a team is in a city where there is passion, that that's part of the equation while they're actually employed. You know, as much as I love the Alberta Golden Bears, I could never sell a daily two-hour show called Golden Bears Today with Bob Stoffer. You know what I'm saying? It, and if anybody could, Bob, it's you. Well, I did get their games. I, I was able to sell for 13 years uh, Golden Bears Radio on a campus radio station fully sponsored with advertising. So I was Okay, stop that. bragging about yourself. They want to get to the oil. No, they know I so. suck. They, they know I suck, Elliot. The floor is yours. I'm just going to turn off my mic for the next seven minutes you're on. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, look, um, you know, look, we all see it here. I, I, I think the real challenge, just watching the game last night, you know, the, the tough thing, too, is that, um, you know, Costin clearly has lost his confidence, too. And I really don't like to kick people when they're down. Um, I, look, we all know, and I, I've reported it this week, I've seen others report it this week, they're looking for a goalie. They're, they're trying to see what they can do. And I think in a perfect world, you know, Costin wouldn't be your starter tomorrow night because he's got to put his game back together, too, and his mind back together, too. It's a... It's a really tough situation because you've got Skinner in protocol, and I saw where Mark Spector reported today that he probably won't be cleared to start tomorrow night. 
Um, you know, Smith is hurt, and you know you got to win this game tomorrow night. You don't want to throw the kid in there out of nowhere. So it's it's likely Costin again. And I think for me, just the, the human element is the toughest thing to watch because he's obviously really struggling, not only on the ice but in between the ears. And um, you know when the Oilers played great the first period. And the first goal goes in. You saw the team sag, the crowd sag, and you know, I think that's kind of where they lost it. It's tough because you want a solution, but it's not easy to find one right now and even get them in there for a game tomorrow night. What I do think the Oilers are doing is they're going through every potential goalie that they could think of. I think they've called Philly on Martin Jones. I think they've called Washington on Vanacek. I think they've called St. Louis on Huso. I think they've called and Jeff Merrick suggested Varlamov from the Islanders. Uh, someone made a good point to me about that. If you take Varlamov, who by the way has a modified no trade uh, out of New York, Sorokin doesn't have another Russian speaker there. And he says not only for hockey reasons would you want to keep Varlamov, but maybe for the Islanders might also want to keep him there too because he's a good mentor for Sorokin. Um, I think they've called Dallas about both Holtby and Kudobin. I think the Stars would rather deal Kudobin, but it's trouble because he's got another year at, what, 3.33. Corpus I've heard they're not crazy about him, the Oilers. Um, but, I mean, look, Bob, like, they're, they're going on. You know, Halak has a no move, and from what I understand, he's not inclined to waive it right now. Um, but I think they're going through all of these situations. You know, the one thing I really believe about Ken Holland, I do agree with Ken Holland in this particular point, is that you don't want to make a panic move that you regret. Uh, I should mention Flurry. I don't think that makes a lot of sense for what you're going to have to pay. But um, I, I think now we've gone past that. You know, you're, you're, you're so much in crisis mode, you have to do something. You know, it, just for me, Bob, it was the way it unfolded last night. You come out in the first period, you can tell Bobrovsky's thinking, I better be on tonight because this team's going to come out blazing. And they did, and he was the best player in the first period. The Oilers just swarmed him and played great. But, you know, just watching that game unfold, the moment that Barkov's first goal went in, it was like the Oilers lost the game right there. You know, Koskinen was hurting. The team clearly didn't believe. Um, they just they just fell apart. And, you know, I just think when you're in that situation, you have to do something. And I just think the Oilers know that, and they're trying to figure out what that move is going to be. But I, I do think they've really stepped it up to, to try to get another goalie. It's a, it's a terrible position to be in, but they know they have to do something. And, you know, I mean, I know everybody's – spitting fire today and I understand it I I have to say just as a human being I felt terrible watching that for Koskinen because you can tell like we've all been there when you lose your confidence but the thing is he has to do it in a stage in front of a, a half full arena I guess now and everybody watching on TV it sucks but that's what that's what we're going through and that's where we are you did a great job for three minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> you, were, you were counting, eh? No, no, no. It's awesome. Hey, they're here to listen to you, not me. Uh, I do have two scenarios for you. I, I yep. wonder whether or not, I'm just going to circle back to Corpusella. You're going to have to make the math work. Um, Corpusella is at 2.8. Harrington's at 1.6, rep by Jeff Jackson, Connor's agent. He was trying to get him out of there earlier this year. And Stenlin's yep. at a million. Those guys are both in the minors. You know yep. you know, Columbus doesn't like to 
burn money easily. So that's 5.4 yeah. million. And I just looked uh, like Koskinen and Lagesson, which is 5.3. And I just wonder whether or not, yeah. you know what, Stenlin's a bigger body. I actually thought the Oilers might look at him on waivers at one point because I, mm-hmm. I, I know you know I feel Edmonton's too small in their bottom six. Well, I, I watched you last night. Like I, I, I was, I was watching you in the intermission, and, and I was as you were as you were stomping for Mason Marchment. Yes, I, yeah. I was watching. Well, that. I yes. just, I just, and I credit Florida and what they did. They targeted 24-year-old guys that were ready to take a step, and and, and they knocked it out of the park with Verhage. Uh, Marchment is on the precipice of becoming a, a legitimate top nine player, and Forsling's been a wonderful addition on the back end. We didn't even see him last night, um, but. You know, where I'm going here is you make the math work and, and you give Corpusello a fresh start in Edmonton and Koskinen a fresh start in Columbus. But you got to make the math work. And then there is a, there is a scenario with Flurry, but it's not direct to Flurry. It's Flurry to Colorado, and then Colorado mm-hmm. trades the Oilers' camper. So that, I mean, I wonder whether or not that becomes a possibility as well because there have been times where Darcy Camper has been a little under... I think Edmonton just needs... Uh, a different guy. Now, some people might say, Elliot, they just got to suck it up for the next couple games. And you gets... can't. You can't anymore. You well, can't. You can't. They're not getting a different goalie other than Koskinen in here tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames. No, no, no. I, I, I understand that. But, but by you know, Tuesday, it, they could have Skinner. Yeah. And within, you yeah. know, by Thursday, we're looking at two weeks for Mike Smith. Honestly. I, 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 I understand all that, but, you know, by then, in two weeks, your season might be over. Well, it's... it's and, yep. And, and the other thing too is is that you know like you know me Bob I'm careful I I don't like overreacting you don't like anything. being radioed well it's not only that but I just in, in life I don't like I don't like people who overreact like I think sometimes you need to to look at things with a thirty five thousand foot view and just hey I'm not going to overreact to what just happened fifteen minutes ago however I think in this case. You can't lie to the players. Like players know, um, you know who's like who's good, who's not good, who deserves to be on the team, who doesn't deserve to be on the team. I think after that game last night, you have to you have to say to your players, "I know what you're thinking. I know you're not going to say it publicly, but I know what you're thinking, and I know you need help." And I've got to get you help. And I, I just think in this moment, and I think the Oilers see that too. I, I, I think internally they know that their players need help. They're, they're, they're trying. They came out last night like a house on fire. They got goalied in the first period, and then it went downhill. Everybody saw that. You, you have to say to your players, I know you need help, and we're going to find it for you somehow. All right, uh, I want to read this text from Katie. By the way, the um, the Colorado thing is a good idea. The problem I have with Kemper is if you're looking at him right now, he hasn't been able to get healthy all year, right? Yeah. And it's been in and out and in and out. And again, like, you know, I'll tell you this. I remember a conversation years ago I actually had with Ken Holland, and this was a long time ago, so maybe it's changed, but I always remembered it. We were talking about, you know, players you can depend on, 
and he always said that durability was key. I think he said he thinks sometimes that gets forgotten, uh, that durability is so important because in the salary cap world, if you lose someone, it really affects your cap. And I'm just looking at Kemper right now and just the ride he's tried to have to get himself comfortable in Denver and, and be healthy. I just, are you, are, are, maybe you gamble on that in the off season, but do you gamble on that in the middle of the season? How many, I don't know. How many games has he played this year, Kemper? What's he got in? Are you Kevin like throwing trivia questions at me in the middle of the show? I, I don't have it at the top of my head. Um, I always gave Dustin Penner crap for not going back at, uh, and get taking another shot at Kevin Bieksa though after Bieksa worked him over. It's the, it's the only time Dustin, uh, you know, Dustin, the only fight Dustin ever Bieksa. lost. It's the only fight he ever lost. Uh, <laughs> just, 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 just for the record, uh, Darcy Kemper is eighteen five and one with a nine twelve save percentage in Colorado this year. Uh, yeah, so he's got twenty. You know he's. But he's had he's had trouble staying healthy, and um, and I do know that Colorado at times, like Colorado, like I don't know if they felt they've gotten the best of him yet. I mean, he's a hell of a goalie. I I really yes. do like him as a player. I like him a lot. I just worry about you know in the middle of a season he hasn't he's had trouble staying healthy again this year. It's a gamble, but then again, what isn't right now? The orders, hey. You said durability is the key. Darcy Kemper's mm-hmm. played 23 games this year. Mike Smith's played six. The Oilers made a bet on Mike Smith in the offseason, and we're getting bombarded with texts in that regard. I got to read this text from KDK. He says, Bob, the Oilers have just got have played just one game in 15 days, and they are still looking for a goalie. This is unbelievable. This is reactive behavior. It's not a panic move when you're the worst team in the league over the past two months. It's pathetic and inexcusable. It's something can't be done. That one comes to from KDK. Now they tried. They tried to to run with Skinner and give him a couple starts. He ended up getting uh, into COVID protocol. I mean, let's face it. If Skinner was healthy, he would have been playing last night against Florida, not Miko Koskinen. I think we can assume it. He certainly would have been playing tomorrow night against Calgary. And instead, yes. it's gonna. My point is that. Koskinen's going to have to start tomorrow. I think Skinner will be ready for the game in Vancouver on Tuesday. By the way, what's up with Demko? When is he? Did he get COVID? Five days. Five days. Five was, days. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's out tonight, and we'll see on Tuesday. They're, I'm not sure he'd be back. Yeah, because they practiced. They announced it. Uh, they announced it last night that he tested positive. It was yesterday morning's test because he wasn't. Uh, in the skate, so it was in. I, I, I think, I'm pretty sure it was in Canada, Bob. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good news for Vancouver because then it's only going to be five days. You reported earlier this week that the NHL is going to change COVID uh, policy for testing uh, starting uh, post All Star break. Now, yeah. is that is that up for them to unilaterally decide, or does it have to get approved by each of the provincial uh, and state uh, jurisdictions? Well, everything every. Uh, Everything they've done through COVID has always been the the local jurisdiction takes priority. So if, for example, Alberta was to block it or whatever, they would have to deal with that first. Like the local, uh, okay. the local rules always take priority. But as far as it stands right now, it's only border. And well, once they get to after the All Star, it'll it'll be only to cross the border and for uh, symptomatic people. Unless the local authority deems otherwise. So if you're in Quebec and the local authorities say, no, you got to get tested every day, regardless. Now that's if, of course, if you haven't had it, because if you've had it, you got a 90-day break on testing. Yeah. 
The orders, by the way, you always, no. always got to drag the 1970s Quebec politics into this. No, they, I, no, uh, I, no it, not at all. Alberta I, Quebec politics. No, they, uh, I, I, I would never. I I totally understand that. Uh, you know, a lot of Quebecers would want to separate. I I totally get that. And, oh and, my God. Well, I I get it. I understand that they'd want to go create their own. Uh, hey, I get that. Hey, Elliot, I didn't even want to like. We are going there, by the way, in a week from now, Elliot. Just so you know, uh, it's it's on NHL. I'm sure, they'll be thrilled to see it. As, 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 well, I mean, are they allowed out? I mean, we had George on last week, and he he talked about like I mean, apparently it's written out. Let me ask you this: Yeah, Canadians, Jake Allen yeah. out two months. Carey Price, uh, the Canadians' yeah. new PR person, is who? Elliot Chantal Machevay. She is a longtime reporter for Ac- RDS, that's the French TSN. Yeah, excellent reporter, and she reports. Oh yeah, yeah, she's got a lot of credibility. And she, she, uh, she's now their PR person. She reported that. Carey Price is back to ground zero in terms of, you know, sort of yep. st- starting over his rehab. And so they don't have either of their top two goaltenders for the next two months. Let me ask you, uh, have you heard anything about some of the challenges? The Canadians have a new general manager in Kent Hughes, uh, who's going to obviously mm-hmm. work in concert with Jeff Gordon. Are we looking at a massive overhaul of the Montreal Canadiens? And do you think there might be some players that theoretically would like fresh starts elsewhere? Um and and could there be some challenges for Canadian teams trying to get players because of how stringent the COVID protocols have been in Canada versus the United States? Yeah, I, I do think it's an issue. I know the Canadian teams are worried about it, particularly at the deadline. Uh, we have two months between now and then. We'll see. But I, I know the, the Canadian teams have voiced that to me. Yes, they are a bit concerned about it. Um, I think the, the question with Mon- by the way, Montembeau has been phenomenal this week. That was another guy I was wondering around, but he just doesn't have a, a long resume. Um, he's been phenomenal, though. Um, I do think the Canadians have some decisions they have to make. I think there will be some players they talk to about how they feel about their future. You know, the biggest one, obviously, is Price. As you mentioned, uh, they've gone back to ground zero with him. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I-, I think, for example, let's just say for argument's sake, Price wanted to go somewhere else. I think other teams would be interested, but they'd want to see him play. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see if he gets games at the end of this year. Does he dress? Does he play a few games or try to play a few games later in the year just to show that he's okay? I I think that's going to be an interesting storyline there. But, yes, I I do think some of their other players, if this is a long rebuild, they're going to have conversations with them about, okay, how do you feel about this? And if you don't feel great about it, what are our options? Where would you be interested in going? Interesting times. Um, Anything on the Vancouver GM front? And is Chris McFarland in the mix there? Uh, no, I don't believe he is. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they had some interviews yesterday. I, I think they have more today. Um, I, I think we're going to have a better idea. You know, John Shannon, uh, a, friend, a mutual friend. Did we just lose Elliot? We just lost him. All right. Uh, well, uh, there we go. We're good. We know that Chris McFarland's not in the mix in Vancouver. It is 12.53 at Edmonton. That is Elliot Friedman for Mid-City Construction. He joins us every Friday. We are late in the interview anyways. Uh, we will endeavor uh, to have Elliot on the show next week. Mid-City Construction currently seeking a senior accountant to join their ranks. Go to Indeed.C and search Mid-City today. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue, the 99th Roos Chris opened in North America. When we come back for elite promotional marketing, we'll get to NHL today as well as the owner's now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Law.
It is 1254 in Edmonton. 12.56 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Cody Jansen with you. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards. All graded in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here is Cody Jansen. Well, Irfan Gafar from the th- fourth period said he, it sounds like we could hear something one way or another regarding Evander Kane's invest- investigation by the weekend. Justin Ablicator, he's back in the pro hockey scene, signed a PTO with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Out of the American League, this broke as we just started the show. Christoph Hrabek's been suspended 30 games for using a racial gesture towards uh, the Tucson Roadrunners on January 12th. There's eight games in the NHL tonight. The lone Canadian team in action sees the Vancouver Canucks host the Florida Panthers. In the American League, Bakersfield's got a home-and-home with San Jose starting tomorrow. The Western League, the Oil Kings are off this weekend. They'll host Moose Jaw on Tuesday and at the U Sports level. The Golden Bears are in Saskatchewan tonight to face the Huskies for two this weekend. Mike Babcock hosting the Saskatchewan Huskies. Ian Herbers, the former Oilers assistant coach, the head coach of the Golden Bears. That's a huge tilt. I'm going to be watching that one uh, later today. Uh, into the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's this simple. They're the best. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. We will tell you that Ryan Nugent Hopkins was on the ice for the optional skate today. Still a little bit of ways from coming back. Don't see him play tomorrow against Calgary. Mike Smith out with that tendon challenge in his thumb was not on the ice. Very lightly attended uh, optional. Stuart Skinner still in COVID protocol, close to coming out of it. Uh, Of course, Zach Hyman going in COVID protocol. One thing that shouldn't be lost in anybody, I mean, the Oilers didn't have Hyman and Nugent Hopkins. Um, And, uh, you know, at the point that they were 16-5, and Zach Hyman was tracking pretty good. And then he uh, injured his shoulder on on the six-game homestand, missed some games, came back, and now he's in COVID protocol. That's been a loss, and so too is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who touches several aspects of the Oilers uh, team including the penalty kill, which is an absolute free-for-all, uh, right, free-fall right now. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, longtime NHLer Alan May will be our Wilhawk Beef Jerky Oilers Now headliner. Bob Stauffer joining you along with Cody Jansen. It is 1259 in Edmonton. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.